Thank you so much, band and praise team. You know, at our church, all month long, we have been celebrating Christmas with a Bible teaching series that we have called The Big Miracle. And we've been looking at, basically, not only the miracle that Christmas is, but the season of spiritual growth that we can have as we really understand Christmas. And we began in early December talking about what we called The Big Rescue And we said the greatest rescue mission in the history of of planet Earth. And we are a people who loves rescue missions. Uh, We we love when uh, a few years ago the movie came out about the whales who were rescued off the coast of Alaska. We like to hear about soldiers who were rescued. Maybe recently you saw the movie Argo where some Americans were rescued out of Iran. I mean, we like to hear about and see people rescued. We like to hear a good rescue story. And we said that Christmas is the greatest rescue story in the history of the world. Two weeks ago, we talked about the big prediction. And we said this is what God predicted Christmas would mean for us. Not just a tree and gifts and Santa Claus, but Christmas means God with us. And God with us means, and we talked about the wisdom we can have by knowing God. We talked about the everlasting life we can have by knowing God. We talked about the strength we could have. We talked about the inner peace we could have. And we said Christmas means these things. Yesterday morning, we met as a church. It's hard to believe that was only about 24 hours ago, but we talked about the big announcement, and we said that the story of Christmas, the story of Jesus has only continued because one person after another has been faithful to tell people, hey, Jesus is real, and this is what he did in our life. But tonight, we end our teaching series on the big miracle with just a a very short Bible study tonight titled what I would call the big birth. The big birth. And, and you're thinking to yourself, well, Christian, I the big birth of Christmas is, is Jesus being born, right? Not tonight. That's not what I'm talking about. We're going to find out that the big birth of Christmas, the, the special birth of Christmas, is the birth that you are able to have as people by placing your faith in Jesus. The big birth of Christmas is your birth. Now, a lot of you are saying, well, wait a minute, I, I wasn't born at Christmas. Um, I know at least one person here today, Justin Reeder, it, like it's his birthday today. So he actually was born today on Christmas Eve. And maybe you're one of those Christmas Eve or Christmas Day or day after Christmas babies that uh, always kind of got the shaft on Christmas presents because your Christmas and birthday were like so close together and they were like, it's just, it's all under the tree. God bless you. Um, but, but I want to talk about it, not a physical birth, but a spiritual birth. And this conversation didn't actually begin tonight. It began 2,000 years ago in John chapter 3. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to John chapter 3. If you don't, it will be on the screen behind me. Our ushers are actually going to come down the aisle, and I don't know that we have enough Bibles tonight, but we, if, if you don't have a Bible and you'd like a Bible tonight, our ushers every Sunday at church pass them out. We've given away more than 300 Bibles this way. If you want a Bible tonight so you can follow along as we read these 16 verses, wave at the ushers. They'll give you one so you can actually just read along. We gave you a pen. If you don't have a Bible, put your name in this one and keep it. It's yours. Uh, and this is our Christmas gift to you. If you do have a Bible and you just forgot it, use this one, throw it on the table when you leave, and we'll give it to someone else next week. But in John chapter 3, we see a conversation about the very thing that I just said to you. How can someone who is already alive um, go through being born again? How can someone who is old? How can someone who's, who knows when their birthday is, how can someone be born again? How can someone experience new birth who's already been born? And in John 3, we see Jesus and a man have this conversation. And here's how the conversation goes, starting in John chapter 3, verse 1, ending in John 3, 16, which is probably the most famous 
Bible verse in the history of the world. It happens in the context of this conversation. And it says, now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus. Now those of you who are new to church, new to the Bible, a Pharisee is just someone who knows a lot about the Bible. Uh, a Pharisee was a religious scholar. That's all they were. This is maybe like your, if you took a world religion class or any kind of spirituality classes in college, if you went to a Christian college or a secular college, a Pharisee was someone, they were an expert in religion and scripture. Um, so there was a Pharisee, his name was Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and he said, Rabbi, the word rabbi means teacher. Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher who's come from God, for no one could perform the signs that you're doing if, if God were not with him. And Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they're born again. If you have a pen, you should circle those two words, born again. Or if you're taking notes on something tonight, maybe that, that, that kind of announcement flyer we gave, you should write down those two words, born again. Because the whole conversation now hinges on these two words. Verse 4, how can someone be born when they're old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they can't enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. And Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they're born of water and of the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to the Spirit. You shouldn't be surprised at me saying you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you can't tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be, Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus. And do you not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know. We testify. That means we talk about what we've seen. But still, you people don't accept our testimony. I've spoken to you of earthly things, and you don't believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him, that would be Jesus, would have eternal life in him. For God so loved, this verse should sound familiar to you, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Now it's interesting as we talk about the big birth, as we talk about being born again, because we read this phrase born again, and it's a phrase that we understand as purely, purely spiritual in America. Uh, if we talk about somebody being born again, it's someone who's had a spiritual experience. But that's not what this term meant 2,000 years ago uh, in, in ancient Judaism. Uh, there, there's a gay, guy by the name of Ray Vanderlaan, who's probably the foremost Jewish scholar in America today. He's got a website called followtherabbi.com. And all things Hebrew and, and Juda, Judaistic, you can learn from him. And he said this word born again was, was a very common phrase used in Israel 2,000 years ago. And it literally was used anytime you had an important key moment in life you would refer to that phrase as being born again. There were actually six official times that someone could be born again if you were Jewish 2,000 years ago. The first time would be when, when, you, uh, when you turned 13 at your bar mitzvah, which, and, and those of us who live in America should be familiar with that. You were born again as from a boy to a man at the age of 13. Um, they said you could be born again when, when you got married. You graduated from being a single person to uh, being born again and, and remade into a married person. Uh, you could be born again when you became a rabbi and you became a teacher of Israel. You could be born again for a fourth time when you not only became a rabbi, but you became a mentor or a teacher of rabbis. And then you could be born again if you were not a Jew, but you converted to Judaism. Uh, they would say that you were born again. 
And there was one other time where someone could be born again. But, but Nicodemus was someone who not only was a rabbi, but he was a teacher of rabbis. So when Jesus says to him, here's a religious man who's got some turmoil in his life, who's wondering about heaven, who's wondering about what's next, who, who's thinking, you know, I'm going to point in my life where I feel unsettled, and I'm wondering what's next for me spiritually. I'm wondering what's next for me in life. And Jesus says to him, you have to be born again. And he says to Jesus, well, like, how else can I be born again? How can I be born again when, when I'm old? And Jesus said, you should understand that phrase, born again. You know, I'm not saying being physically born. You, you have to be spiritually born. But Nicodemus asked this question, how can I be born again after I'm old? You know, this, this phrase, reborn, this phrase, the big birth, what I want to talk to you about tonight, I, I believe means two things. And for everyone in here, it means one or the other as we talk about the big birth, as we talk about being born again. First and foremost, if you're in here tonight and you love Christmas and you love America and you know, maybe you've grown up with God, but you've never had a spiritual experience where you have stopped your life and you've asked Jesus to forgive you for who you've been and to come into your life and to change you and to give you eternal life, there are some of you here tonight that need to be born again spiritually for the very first time you need to give your heart and your life to jesus maybe you're like nicodemus maybe you've grown up around church maybe you know a lot of scripture maybe you're a good moral person but when you lay your head down at night you wonder what's next for me and maybe your next step your first step is to be born again and give your life to jesus maybe you are a christian in here tonight Maybe you would say, you know, you know, Christian, I've heard the invitation. I have been born again, and, and, and you know, I know that I'm going to go to heaven when I die. But maybe tonight for you, being born again means to start over spiritually. Because this phrase 2,000 years ago didn't just mean becoming a Christian. It literally meant, I'm going to start over spiritually. And some of you, when you think of your life spiritually, here's the thoughts that enter your life, your, your mind spiritually. Christian, how can I start over spiritually after I have gone through a divorce? Christian, how can I start over spiritually after I have done so many things? Christian, how can I start over spiritually after I've been used and abused by a church and I don't, even, I don't trust church, I don't trust people, I'm beginning to wonder if I can trust God? Some of you are wondering, like Nicodemus, how can, how can I start over after this? And really what you would like more than anything in your life is to, is to push the reset button and just start over. You know, I, I grew up in the age of, of pretty uh, simple electronics. You know, my son now plays the, the PlayStation 3, and he's got a controller that has, like, so many buttons on it that I, that I can't even play it. And the other day, he asked me, you know, Dad, do you want to play football against me? And I said, yeah, so we were, we were playing one of his football games, and he told me the button to break a tackle was actually the button to drop the football. So like every time my guy carried the ball, I would fumble. And he was like killing me. And I was saying, this, you know, what is wrong with this game? And he just started laughing. I was like, what, what it, like why are you laughing? And he's like, you know, because I, I, I just basically I told you to fumble every time you carry the ball. Um, but, you know, I grew up in the days of like the old Nintendo. Do any of you remember the old Nintendo that like you had to blow in to get it to work? And I'm not sure that the manual said like blow in it, but... Somehow we all knew if the game freezes, you just like take it out and you blow in it and you blow in the game and everything will work okay. But I used to play Super Tecmo Bowl on the Nintendo. 
And my goal with Bo Jackson and the Oakland Raiders, because Bo was like the fastest guy on this crazy little game, was to go undefeated. And the game would let you get to 12-0 and 13-0 and 14-0, but somewhere in there, they'd never let you go undefeated. And I would get to game 14, 15, 16, and I would get down in the second half. And you know what I would do on my little Nintendo with just the A and the B and the up and down? You, you know what button I would press on the front of that console sitting there real big? Reset. Thought I'll just start over. There are some people here tonight that if there were a reset button in your life that would just allow you to start over, you would push it. Like if someone would just show you how to start over, you would, but you don't know how. If you could just, there, there's a guy in the Bible named Paul who wrote some books, and at one point in the Bible he said this, I have just learned how to let the past be behind me, and I've learned that I'm just going to live for the future. Some of you, if you could just figure out how to do that, you would do that. And Jesus gives us the answer tonight. He says it's very simple. You just, you just get born again. You say, Christian, I, you know, I don't totally know what that means for me. Guess what? Neither did Nicodemus. And Jesus kind of said, you're not going to understand all this at the very beginning. Jesus said, the wind blows where it wants, and you, you don't know where it's going or where it's coming from, but you can kind of feel it. That's the way Christianity is. You're not going to have all the answers day one. Most people don't know. When, when they say, Jesus, today I want to start over, most people, if they were honest, the prayer would sound something like this. I don't even know what this means. But if there is a reset button, I need it. And, to, and tonight I need to push it. And God, whatever that means for me, I don't know you like I want to, but I'm going to try to trust you and today put my faith in you. Here's a religious leader that knew a lot of things spiritually. He knew a lot of things um, culturally. He'd gone through every step. He probably was near retirement age. He said, man, how do I start over? Like, I've lived my whole life. How do I start over? And Jesus said, simple. You just put your faith in me because unless a man is born again, unless a man starts over with me, unless a woman, unless a teenager, unless a college student starts over with me, their life will continue to have more questions than answers. Tonight, our time is very brief. We've come to really celebrate Christmas but I want you to know of every present offered to you, of every gift offered to you this Christmas season, you need to understand the greatest one is this reset button, the opportunity to start over, the opportunity, like Paul said, to figure out how to like, have a demarcation line where December 24, 2012, and past was lived one way, and from December 24 at about 6... 541, moving forward, was lived another way. And you don't have the next year your life figured out. You don't have the next week of your life figured out. But tonight, you understand, I need to start over. I need a rebirth. I need a second chance. I need to get done with the old, and I need to get in with the new. Jesus offers you that chance tonight. For some of you, it's a, it's a spiritual birth where maybe for the very first time, even though you don't understand it all, Something in your heart is telling you to trust it. You give your life to Jesus and say, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. I don't know where you came from, and I don't know where you're going, and I can't understand everything, but in my heart tonight, I feel like you can help me start over. Some of you, you're Christians, and you've given your heart to Jesus. We said this two weeks ago. 
There are a lot of Christians that give their soul to Jesus, but they keep their life for themselves. And like your life is really messed up. And maybe tonight's the first time you've been in church in a really long time because the truth is you hate church. Your mom and dad made you come. Like the only way they're going to buy you a steak dinner on Christmas Eve is if you came to church with them first. There's someone in the house like that tonight, I promise you, that they're like, how long is this thing going to last? Because if I didn't come, mom and dad wasn't going to take me out to eat. I, I know there's at least one of you. Listen, sir, ma'am, whatever it was in your life, tonight you can press the reset, start over, be born again. Be born again spiritually for the first time, be reborn spiritually for a second, for a tenth, for a twelfth, to try to give it another go spiritually. Churches will let you down. Pastors and people will let you down. I don't know that Jesus ever will. I feel like that sometimes. But I believe, as I stand here today, just like I read to all these kids the Christmas story, and the Bible says you have to have faith like a child, and they accepted it as true because their little hearts are so pure. I believe you can accept as true that Jesus loves you, that he died so that your life could be traded with his, so that your future could be traded for his preferred future, so that you could start over. And if you will give your heart and your life to Jesus, I believe new life can come to you. Would you pray with me this evening? Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name tonight. And Lord, I know that there are many at this time of the year, and Lord, at this time in their life, Lord, it's time to kind of shut the game off, to press reset, and to start over. Because what led into tonight is a past that we would like to leave behind. But Lord, what can come out of tonight is a future filled with wisdom, strength, inner peace, everlasting life. And while we can't grasp all of that at once, if we can take the smallest step of faith forward, God, I love when the Bible says, if you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. You don't make us come all the way to you before we figure it out. You're just like, if you will start stepping towards me, I'll start stepping towards you, and we'll meet in the middle. God, there are some people in this room tonight who need you to meet them in the middle. Their faith is small, or it's non-existent, or maybe it's wounded. There are some in here tonight that, that uh, they've never trusted their life to you. They don't know that if they died today, they would go to heaven. They, they're not close to Jesus. They're like Nicodemus. They... They wrestle with these things spiritually. And Jesus said the simple answer is to restart, to reset, to be born again. To have a point in time in your life, a demarcation line, where you went from living your own life to walking with Jesus and living the life he has for you. There's some in here tonight that they did that when they were a little kid at a vacation Bible school or a church camp or a meeting but they know they've been far from you. They feel like their soul is with you, but their life does not feel the blessings of the Lord right now. And God, they're like Nicodemus, thinking, how can I start over after I've messed up so badly? How can I start over after all that has gone wrong? How, how can I, and the answer is you just do. You just do, you just start over. So God, I pray for the men and the women and the children the teenagers, the college students who are here today, that you would speak to their heart right now and you would just clearly convey to their soul the decision that they need to make tonight to start with you or to start over with you. With every head bowed and every eye closed, nobody looking around. If you're in here tonight 
And tonight, you need to give your life and your future and your heart and your soul and your eternity. You need to put it in Jesus' hands and trust him with it. You've never done that. You wouldn't refer to yourself as a Christian because you've never taken a step to say, I'm going to follow Jesus and trust him with my life. But your way hasn't been working so well. Maybe it's time to try his. With heads bowed and eyes closed all over this room, tonight, if you need to be born again, and this Christmas the greatest birth celebrated is your new birth, your spiritual birth, then I want you to just pray this prayer with me. You don't have to pray it out loud. I'm not going to ask you to stand up. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. But God tonight is looking into the, the window of your soul. He knows where you are, and he's calling you to himself. Tonight, if you're ready to trust your life to God, whatever that means, then I want you to pray these words just in the quietness of your heart. Pray these words, dear God. Tonight, I need to be born again. I need to give my heart and my life and my future and my past to you. And I need to trust you with them, even though I don't totally understand what that means. God, I believe that you love me. I believe that Jesus really was born and that he lived a life for me. Died a death so that I could be forgiven of the things that I've done wrong in life. So God, right now, I ask you to forgive me for the sins in my life, the things that I've done wrong that don't honor you. I ask you to clean me up from the inside out. I ask you to begin to give me strength and wisdom and inner peace and I ask you to give me everlasting life in heaven when I die not because I deserve it but because I trust you for it and I put my life and my eternity in your hands now with every head bowed and every eye closed please nobody looking around just for the privacy of those around you if you just prayed that prayer with me, just so that I can know and celebrate with you tonight, if you just prayed that prayer on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm going to ask everyone else to keep your head bowed and your eyes closed. But on the count of three, if you just prayed that prayer with me, I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm going to count to three, and then I want you to hold it up for three seconds so that I can celebrate the new births tonight if Jesus was moving in people's hearts. On the count of three, if you prayed that prayer, I just want you to raise your hand for three seconds. One two, three. Raise it right now. One, two, three, four. Keep it up for a minute. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Anybody else? You can put them down. God, thank you for those parents, those people, those children that tonight said, God, I'm going to follow you as best as I know how. Now, I want to talk with head still bowed and eyes still closed to those of you who prayed that prayer one time, those of you who don't, you aren't worried about your eternity, but your life is kind of crummy right now, maybe you need to get restarted spiritually. Maybe you need to check back in spiritually to reading your Bible and praying and trying to walk with God and getting re-engaged in church and Bible study and serving and, and stop some of the craziness that you've been doing and start living for God again. If that's you, then you need to pray this prayer. Just right where you're seated, if you're ready to get back in spiritually, you've given your soul to God, but your life has been your own, and you need to put it in Jesus' hands, just in, in the quietness of your soul. If you need to rededicate your life tonight, 
Just pray this prayer. God, today, right now, I'm back in. Please help me as I try to live for you, walk with you. Thank you that one day when I leave this earth, I'll go to heaven. But help me with the time that I have left to live for you and commit my life to you. In Jesus' name.